Hello, and welcome to AI Curious. My name is Jeff Wilser. I'm a journalist, I'm a human, and I am curious about AI. Today's episode is a bit of a quick exploration into AI hype versus AI reality. Now, the nominal topic today is AI and the financial services industry, investment banks and the like. But the subtext really is how when you get the brass tacks, it's trickier than it sounds to actually inject AI into a business. You can't just wave a sparkly AI magic wand and expect sudden productivity booms. Okay, real talk. My guess is that most listeners of this podcast are not investment bankers or CFOs, although I know at least one is. Hi, Jamie. But I'm betting that most everyone, to some extent, has to deal with work, operations, to-do lists, getting things done. And your personal workflow and tasks might be similar to others, but it has all these quirks that are really only known to you. Banks and investing firms face the same problems. You might think that all, I don't know, quarterly income statements look the same, but they really don't. And those tiny differences make it tricky for banks to just use AI off the shelf. That's where today's guest comes in. Vasagi Kotandapani, an expert at helping companies train, develop, and incorporate their own AI large language models. Specifically, she's a senior vice president of AI training at the consultancy RWS, and she works with clients like financial services and asset management companies. So she knows both the potential for AI across the industry, as well as the pain points and the reason this won't be as easy as people think. More generally, I think this whole conversation squares with a sort of throwaway comment made a couple months ago by OpenAI's COO, Brad Lightcap. In an interview with CNBC, Lightcap essentially said that many businesses are now expecting AI to be a silver bullet, but we're still in its infancy. We're still in the experimental phase, and it will take some time to properly integrate. And Lightcap imagines some businesses might be disillusioned if it doesn't really work overnight. I think Koten Dapani's observation do a nice job flushing out that point. So for me, the takeaway is not that businesses should throw up their hands and punt an AI, it's a badly mixed metaphor, but rather go into it with your eyes wide open, more mixed metaphors, and know that you might struggle to take off the shelf ChatBT and make it churn out your widgets. That was like seven mixed metaphors, but you get the idea. So broadly speaking, this is really kind of a case study or analogy for the trickiness and upside of bringing AI into your business. So with all that, please enjoy my conversation with Vasagi Kotandapani, Senior Vice President of AI Training at RWS. Vasagi, welcome to the pod. Hey Jeff, uh, good to be here. Let's start by setting some context. Why are hedge funds, investing firms, financial services companies, and asset management firms all interested in AI? Great question, Jeff. I'm seeing that financial firms are increasingly embracing AI adoption as more and more applications for business are emerging. Obviously, some of the use cases for AI right now are um, co-pilots, virtual assistants, chatbots, and mostly to do with um, how customers engage, right? It's more on the customer mm -hmm. experience. However, AI is a complex technology and it can be used for uh, more complex um, you know, tasks. Uh, for example, automating financial reporting or uh, conducting a earnings analysis, market research, risk management, sentiment analysis. There's so many use cases that applies to um, you know, uh, fund management firms, 
generally financial services, right? Uh, asset management firms. Some of the critical ones I have noted in the recent days is around fraud management. Being a regulated hmm. industry, uh, there are billions of dollars lost by these institutions in uh, fraud. So AI can be a great um, uh, technology tool to uh, build applications which can combat fraud. The next one, as you asked me, was around uh, investment strategies, right? AI is being used to develop investment strategies and uh, come up with applications which can augment what's already happening today. Uh, for example, uh, fund managers typically perform that with years and years, decades of experience doing things. Can that be built into an AI? Can that be translated into a system? So I think it's possible, but there are different stages of maturity, I would say, but it's definitely an area where AI can be utilized. If you really look at the, uh, for example, the asset management industry, I would say that they're a little slow compared to the rest of the financial services world, right? They're mostly dependent on um, uh, manual efforts, human efforts. I would say less um, uh, digital savvy. Is there almost a is there almost a culture issue there? I'm I'm imagining in a, in a very naive, probably unfair way. I'm imagining when I hear asset management companies mm-hmm. or like wealth management, I'm frankly imagining a bunch of like you know, seventy five year old white men who want their <laughs> who want their assets to grow at a certain rate and so on is there almost more skittishness and skepticism amongst the older crowd or is it unfair and are there and then those are smart savvy investors so of course they want to use whatever latest yeah. greatest tool is out there to juice their returns that's a good uh, question jeff um, I wouldn't say that that's the only problem, but that's a part of the problem, right? See, this technology itself is so new, and traditionally we have been used to heavy human investment and intelligence of humans who have been in the field for so long. So I guess it's going to take some time for, like, for example, the uh, big investors and uh, people who are not the millennials to really trust the technology, right? Can, can can you trust what this technology is doing for me? Or can you even rely on, um, for example, some uh, advice or investment strategy that it puts out? I guess part of it too is that just question of basic risk and to be blunt, how much do you have to lose, right? So the bigger the firm exactly. is, like a you know, multi-billion dollar massive funds, they have a lot more at stake and more to lose so there's higher risk there. Whereas on a, on the other end of the spectrum, I'm imagining some plucky one person startup or maybe some 24 year olds like, Hey, cool. I'm going to use some AI trading bots to try and turn my $1,000 into yeah. $10,000. Like, okay, that's, you can take more risks for hyper aggressive strategies, but your you know fifty billion dollar hedge fund can be like cool. Let's make us five hundred billion and risk losing all your clients' money. And and on that, those are extremes, but you can almost think of that as a framework to imagine like sliding your risk kind of scale uh, to get into use cases. How about like um, AI financial analysts? Uh, is that happening? Are are firms trying to swap out you know the human being that you talk to about investing with chatbots? So several of the large asset management firms already have robot advisors deployed, right? Um, it's not going to replace our human advisors, I would say, but it can actually augment what a human expert could do, right? 
for example, uh, I've seen on uh, Morgan Stanley or one of one of the other um, uh, large asset management companies, uh, they have a bot which is deployed for certain investment thresholds, right? Like say, for example, um, hmm. it's a 20,000 investment or a 50,000 investment. You could very well use a robot advisor which can spin out an entire strategy of investment, right? Like look at your um, uh, aspirations in terms of where you want to invest and kind of come out with a complete portfolio recommendation, for example. I can imagine that being incredibly tempting for a firm to deploy, but also massive downside, right? Because if I'm like a, this is my harder money, I'm like, shit, this money, this is my savings. I'm annoyed whenever I go to the airlines and I lost my luggage and I use a chatbot to help me with this. It's a horrible experience. You're having a chatbot is going to steer me and how to invest my life savings. <laughs> I can see that being extremely <laughs> risky and unpleasant for customers. So how are you said, so JP Morgan's actually, has actually deployed something like this? Well, how is it going and how are their firms thinking about this? Yeah, good point, right? If you ask me personally, will I... Uh, trust uh, Robo and uh, go and invest? Uh, maybe not, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, Jeff, the way I'm looking at this is um, AI and all, all the technologies that we are talking about, it's it's going to be more complementary to what's happening today, right? For example, hmm. the, um, uh, uh, the analysis part and drawing out the strategy uh, this engine can actually look up your uh, risk profile, your credit score, even your um, um, kind of portfolio analysis. If you have some pattern in the past, spend pattern, I would say, look at all that and draw out something. I think that's a nice place to start with, right? It hmm. can be a, a good start to, hey, let's look at additional things. Let's talk to a expert, um, the superstar fund managers, uh, I guess they are never going to um, lose their jobs, right? <laughs> let's let's shift to some other use cases sure. like reporting. And I'm actually, I'm very curious for this one because here's one, and I, I, I know you've done a lot of work on helping firms kind of iron out the wrinkles and understand challenges. And I think there are a lot of challenges because like I actually started my career as a financial analyst mm -hmm. way back when. And so I have experience with these, you know, accounting reports and all that stuff. And frankly, a lot of that is fucking drudgery work. It's terrible. I, I really did not enjoy, you know, uh, looking through like thousands of lines of account numbers and reconciling things like that can be very, even people who enjoy finance, that can be very tedious. Yeah. And so in theory, I can see how AI can be very um, useful at automating a lot of the very tedious accounting reporting stuff. But anecdotally, I talked to a friend of mine who's a CFO, mm -hmm. and he was hearing from a, 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 um, a company that tried to use AI to automate and under, even understand many different reports like uh, balance sheet reports, cash flow statements, and mm -hmm. so on. And because these are so individualized, they're mm -hmm. so kind of like niche and unique and not exactly standard, it really struggled. And also the other limitation as I understand it, is that for that company, even if they fed every single report they ever made, that's still only numbered in the hundreds or thousands. You know, let's imagine every month there's mm -hmm. a report, every quarter report. So and it's, you hear, cool, okay, a thousand, that's not small. But compare that to these really big large language models that have like millions or billions or trillions of records. 
it's puny. And so there's a very long-winded winded question. I guess what I'm getting at is what I heard from my CFO friend is that mm. all sounds great in theory, mm. but when the rubber hits the road, because the data they had in the grand scheme of things is kind of scarce and small, it was actually really tricky to use AI to understand reports, much less write reports. So with that <laughs> very long-winded okay. question, this backdrop, how are you seeing these firms wanting to use AI for reporting? How are they doing it now? And what are the main challenges to kind of converting that from hype to reality? Sure, sure. Um, first of all, Jeff, um, uh, see, considering the uh, regulated nature of the industry, as well as the unique challenges this industry itself holds, I don't think we can apply a very generic uh, uh, AI model, right? I, I guess right. that's what your friend was uh, pointing at. For example, um, see, Gen AI, uh, it's been a big um, hype uh, and also in in good ways, leading to a lot of new opportunities. But can we pick, let's say, a, a model that's existent to a financial organization? I don't think so. So we cannot use right. any of these public GenAI platforms. So what are the unique challenges for financial firms creating their own LLMs? Some of the uh, basic reasons, security, confidentiality of information, which is a huge um, uh, requirement for financial firms. So how do we ensure that we take this model, kind of customize it for that specific organization? So I guess there's a, a lot of work that's required in that aspect, right? So we could take a generic model, but build it, customize it for whatever industry we are going after. Primary reasons being obviously the domain-specific nature, um, Control of uh, data privacy, security, confidentiality, um, mm. which which comes with uh, regulated industries, right? Also, how do we make sure that these systems don't inject some un or disadvantage into the systems, like uh, bias, um, right? Which are more like functional aspects, but it comes with uh, uh, the technology. So, so bottom line is, we cannot use. Uh, uh, something like a chat GPT or any other LLM for uh, uh, for that matter as is into a system. It has to be customized. It has to be trained uh, specific to uh, the industry and needs. And then we start uh, implementing the uh, use cases that we want, right? If I hear you right, there are at least three or four really big challenges mm -hmm. for a financial firm trying to do their own model. Like one is... Well, the obvious is to having the expertise. Like suddenly they have right. to have a whole AI department or I guess they outsource, which is where you come in. <laughs> but still, that that is a whole obstacle right there. Secondly, the data. Um, they If they're training their own large language model, where the heck do they get enough data to do that? And, right. and the third issue is regulatory. To your point, right. yeah, that's like, is a customer private information? Do I want, like just as there are, book authors and musicians kind of yeah. suing over copyright issues. Is there kind of an analogous complicated uh, issue with having my financial data being used for models and then regulatory, right? Like what are the legal, I mean, obviously the finance system is heavily regulated for a good reason. How does that complicate things? So that <laughs> the more you're describing this, I can see the headwinds 
and how it's, and this is the reason why there's still a pretty big gap between AI potential and AI actual in action operations. Um, where do you see these companies are on that timeline? The big firms out there, to what extent are they trying to embrace AI? Are they trying to build their own LLMs? And how far are we away from a world where they actually do have things pretty well integrated? Definitely. In terms of timelines, actually, it's an extremely fast-paced, dynamic world, right? At least in terms of the technology and how it's getting adopted outside regulated industries. Um, but within regulated industries, uh, based on what I'm seeing, it is definitely a slow process, right? Um, though uh, every leader is uh, accepting that, hey, we need to um, utilize this uh, powerful technology um, to, you know, kind of uh, put a strategy around how do we implement it, how do we uh, bring it as a part of our, um, uh, you know, day-to-day -day business needs, um, it is a step-by-step -step approach, right? It's uh, yeah. the, the maturity is uh, 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 much longer compared to other industries, I would say. Sure. And as you mentioned earlier, AI is not a new thing, especially for financial firms, right? So in a way, right. this is a natural extension of like, in a way, quant trading, right? For like, you know, decades ago, firms introduced quant trading, which is why like uh, in the stock market, there are quants that are literally every second kind of buying and selling, which in theory takes out inefficiencies from the market, which makes it very hard for human beings to like scalp and make money day trading, right? That is much harder now than 20 years ago, thanks to all of these kind of flash trading. So the fact that BlackRock has been experimenting with this, that is no surprise. It makes total sense because if they can find an edge yep. with AI, they will use it edge. And so if I'm a investor in BlackRock, if I'm a client about BlackRock, I'd be happy for them to, cool, if you can beat the market with AI, great, do it. Yeah. I guess then it's kind mm -hmm. of like up to them to manage the risk and say, all right, well, there is always a chance that the quant trading can break down. There's a chance that the AI black box saying, buy these stocks, that might be wrong. And so I'm sure they're managing and assessing risk in that portfolio. That makes sense. Yeah. As we wind down here, last question for you. How are you using AI in your own personal life? GPTs are one I've, I've definitely been using since uh, it was launched commercially. Mm -hmm. The next commonly used one um, uh, AI in my day to day is like obviously like um, uh, emails and uh, not just uh, my um, uh, official emails, even Gmail, like the smart composer, grammar checks, meeting note summarization, transcriptions. Uh, in fact, uh, there's an um, interesting feature I noted the other day. Um, this week was like uh, pretty full for me in terms of my calendar and schedule. Sure. Apparently, the co-pilot popped up and said, hey, looks like your week is really busy. Is there... <laughs> Um, can I summarize something for you? Can I find a, a, a time? Oh, it was being it was being proactive. Yeah. It was like, hey, hey, boss, you've had a busy week. How can I, I help? <laughs> um, something like that, right? I, I guess it's 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 more and more like they're becoming your partners through co-pilots, right? Who can actually um, help? Uh, so all good things, right? So that's on the professional side. So personally, uh, obviously, uh, I've been a, a Apple user. Use my iPhone. Um, and the watch, uh, some of the things I, I really love uh, in terms of AI features is like the facial recognition, right? So you have your uh, face scanned and you can use your face ID across all your apps, which is such a lifesaver, right? Uh, <laughs> um, 
without that, you would have to remember hundreds of passwords and, you know. You're right. We take it for granted now. And also there are, I, I understand there are concerns about facial recognition software and, and there's, as far as if it's being used by police, there's concern of bias. I get how there's almost a negative, understandably right. a negative storyline there. But to your point, the bulk of the time, it's really it's freaking useful. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, so one other uh, important feature I use is like the health monitoring one, right? I'm actually mm -hmm. a diabetic and I wear a device on my arm, which is a continuous glucose monitor. Um, trust me, this device has been a lifesaver because it's real-time monitoring of your uh, parameters, your sugar levels, and it provides analytics, right? Obviously, which is built on AI. It gives you trends. It gives you patterns. Even before I go for my uh, quarterly checkup with my doctor, I exactly know what trends are, like how my A1C is tracking, which which has really helped, um, you know, in, in terms of like how uh, this technology can be useful. Um, so that's one. Uh, social media feeds, uh, it's become like it's a, it's a given. I expect Netflix and Amazon to recommend what I want. So it's become so um, well-versed in terms of like identifying my spend patterns, identifying my viewer patterns in terms of what I watch on, um, uh, you know, for example, movies or shows. So that's that's another uh, aspect which has completely taken over <laughs> my life, I would say. That's a, that's a great point. When I ask people how are you using AI in your life, usually folks think about ChatGPT, Dolly, MidJourney, the kind of gen okay. AI stuff. You bring up a great point that... Yep, that's all happening. But AI is far, like for better or worse, it is far more baked in our life already in ways you don't realize. When we go shopping on Amazon Correct. and look at an object, it says people who bought this also bought that. Exactly. That's AI under the hood. So great point. Well, thank you again for taking the time to unpack this kind of complicated subject. Appreciate it. And uh, best of luck. We'll be in touch. Thanks again. Really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you, Jeff. There you have it. Thanks again to Vasagi Kotandapani of RWS. And thank you, listener. Hope you enjoyed as always, please rate it five stars, forward it to your favorite investment banker and all of their friends. Thanks again and see you next time.